The most important aspect at this juncture is if somebody asks you that question straight on, is to really take a moment to pause and ask yourself, why are they asking? You know, where is that question coming from? And that does a lot in terms of navigating your answer. So for example, if you ask yourself, are they asking because they're concerned about safety? Are they asking because they want to know what other parents are doing? Are they asking because they're looking for a fight? You know, where is that question coming from? And sometimes you can really hear it in the way the question is asked. This is Mom Squad Pod, your weekly update on tips, tricks, and all things parenting with Maureen Kyle. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us here on the Mom Squad Pod, where we talk all things parenting. And one of the hottest topics right now is, of course, vaccination and kids. And it's not so much what we're going to talk about today, the debate whether you vaccinate or not, but it's the hot debate that's happening within our friend circles and within our communities. When, when that tough topic comes up, how we have these awkward conversations with friends who have varying opinions. So I'm bringing in Dr. Susan Albers, a clinical psychologist with Cleveland Clinic, to help us navigate how to have these conversations and keep our relationships, which Susan, I think is just, it's a hard line to walk, especially over the past few years with all of these um, cultural topics that have gotten so divisive. It's so true. There are a number of topics that we can simply agree to avoid, like politics and religion, but this is the one topic that has popped up amongst parent circles, friends, couples that we just can't avoid. And it's coming up over and over again. And as you said, it's had some pretty awkward conversations. But, you know, the good news is, is that, you know, with some practice and um, some thoughtfulness, we can navigate through it in a, in a really skillful way. And why do you think, just to start off, why do you think something like vaccinations has become so personal and political with yeah within families and within friend circles. And it seems like the divide and has just grown with something like we've never seen before. It's true. And I think that's why we've been sort of unprepared for it and a little bit shocked and overwhelmed is that this particular issue, these issues that are currently happening tap into some really deep beliefs that expose a lot about who we are, not only our beliefs, but even some things about ourselves that we're not even ready to reveal. So for example, I was in a, a, a mom's group and you know these topics about vaccinations and masks come up and the mom revealed about one of her children that she had an autoimmune disorder and no one knew this before. So she, she felt compelled to, to discuss this and reveal this. And it was something that her daughter wasn't really ready to reveal, but was really important. So. It puts us in these situations where we're exposing our beliefs, maybe sometimes our medical status. A lot of things come up that we don't really anticipate. And this, this topic came to mind, even just a conversation among us in the newsroom. Uh, one of our producers mentioned that she was at a, a small gathering of neighbors and somebody just flat out asked, so who's getting your kid vaccinated? And she said it was like the needle on the record where everybody tensed up and it was like, oh my gosh, you know, is this going to blow up? Are we going to get into a, a political debate or, or get into an argument over, you know, information that we think is correct? Um, 
so there are people who just flat out ask, and then there's situations where the topic comes up and, and you don't really mean for it to come up. How do you navigate that? I mean, do you get it out in the open and, and, and roll, roll with the question? Do you avoid the topic completely? And what happens if it does just naturally come up in conversation? Yeah, and it, and it has been. I would challenge anybody who, to be in uh, any conversation that it has not come up at some point. The most important aspect at this juncture is if somebody asks you that question straight on, is to really take a moment to pause and ask yourself, why are they asking? You know, where is that question coming from? And that does a lot in terms of uh, navigating your answer. So for example, if you ask yourself, are they asking because they're concerned about safety? Are they asking because they want to know what other parents are doing? Are they asking because they're looking for a fight? You know, where is that question coming from? And sometimes you can really hear it in the way the question is asked. On the other end, if you really want to know from someone around you because you're concerned about safety or boundaries, you can ease into the question. You know, I think as you just mentioned that when it's dropped like a bomb, people react and they become defensive. They're not sure where it's coming from to really ease into it and preface the question with why you want to know. Is it because you're concerned about safety or you have some specific boundaries or rules and then ask the question. I've also heard a lot of other uh, parents and friends start with their own uh, status and saying, I'm vaccinated. I was just curious, you know, and, and explain in that way of kind of easing into the conversation. Sometimes we simply do need to, we need to be honest. At the end of the day, we need to be honest about our status. And what's most important is not what you say, but how you say it. And I think that's for any conversation of how do you provide this information back? Are you defensive? Are you um, engaged in conversation? Are you open? So I often talk about um, communication is like throwing a ball, you know, and how you throw that ball is important. Do you throw it back aggressively? Do you gingerly throw it back? Do you ask the person, can I throw it to you? And this can help to guide some of the communication because it's not easy. And the other thing that I've heard a lot around parent circles that I, whenever someone says it, I think, oh, this is creating a lot of pressure is they will ask the question, uh, you're vaccinated, right? And that phrase kind of pressures per a person into not being honest. So be cautious of asking the question in that way. You're vaccinated, right? Because the person may not be open to being really honest with you. I think there's also a, a gut instinct that I noticed when this has come up in conversations between my friends, where you uh, you just naturally want to argue your point. And, um, you know, well, I made this decision because, and it's almost like it, all of a sudden it's the high school debate team and you're presenting every slice of information that you heard from wherever. Um, how do you handle that own natural instinct in yourself? And then how do you react when somebody starts really going in and, and, and trying to argue the point and you start to feel that the tension is growing? Yeah. My number one take-home message is to be curious, not critical. Really asking those questions, um, things like, help me to understand what your fear is. 
the number one communication technique that you know we've all heard before, but it's important to bring out this tool in this conversation. Instead of doing you statements, things like, you don't seem to really care about this, or you know, to present your argument, to really turn it around to those I statements. I feel, I'm curious, things like that. We also learn a lot from couples communication. And the four things that really shut down a com communication or argument are criticism, contempt, stonewalling, which is, I'm not talking about it, and defensiveness. So if you tiptoe into any of those categories, it's gonna shut down the communication. Also fear-based messaging doesn't really work. If we really want to try and convince someone of our message or what we believe, and we've learned this in psychology from other topics. So for example, things like wearing a seatbelt, um, other health-related losing weight. When we try to convince somebody through fear, it never works. They shut down. It's almost like that ostrich in the sand, their head in the sand technique. When you become so afraid, you avoid something. So instead, what has been shown in research, and also when we look at popular media as well, of what really speaks to people is personal experience and changing how they feel. I've seen many articles about parents who were very strongly on one side or the other. So for example, a um, uh, non-vaccinating. And the thing that changed their mind was a personal experience of a child or a neighbor or their, their own child who had the coronavirus. And suddenly they were very passionate in the other, in the other direction. So sometimes stories, personal experience, really, really speak to people. What doesn't work is pleading, bargaining, rage, you know, all of these, all of these um, techniques that try to almost guilt people into changing their mind. And what's first and foremost is, you know, not saying you're wrong, that's a trigger word, <laughs> but opening it up to questions is why is this important to you? Right. And it's interesting, especially as I've sat among groups and, you know, being in the news, I'm hearing a lot of information. I'm hearing doctors speak. And, and so it's funny. I found myself in a conversation where friends were ping-ponging back and forth their opinions. And some of it, I was like, well, wait, that's misinformation. Well, that's misinformation. I was afraid to jump in and, and say, well, no, you're wrong. Because I knew that that wasn't going to go over well. But if you're sitting there and it's a friend of yours and it's somebody that you care about and they say something totally crazy that is wrong, like, well, I heard my child will die if dot, 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 either way, um, how do you present, um, in your opinion, how do you present that information saying, well, I, I know the research, you know, I, I've done the research or here's what I've heard or here's what I know and, and um, not sound condescending and not sound like you are trying to prove your opinion to them. Yeah, I think it is important to focus more on feelings than, uh, or not to focus on feelings and focus more on the facts. Really citing your source can also be very helpful to say, this isn't coming from me, but here's what I've read. Here's some documentation and gives a person uh, a place to look it up themselves if they should be curious. I know that you know sometimes it's tempting to flood somebody's inbox with articles and things like that. Um, but simply asking, you know, is this something you're curious about? Um, I have some more information I can provide to you. You know, I think I think that goes goes a long way. Also, role models. You know, I think that there's a lot of role models out there that um, 
people look to professionals that they that they trust. And I think that can be very powerful and persuasive as well of, you know, pointing to some other professionals um, who may hold similar beliefs can really speak to a, to a person. And the hard part, I think, too, is, um, and not to throw my industry under the bus, but there are podcasts, there's cable news shows that you can find where you can find somebody who is, who is very, uh, I, I, very, um, I don't want to say biased, but like they're, they're spewing out an opinion or a slanted view. Um, especially with podcasts where it's not based on in a news department or anything, it's easy to seek out your opinion and validate your feelings on any topic. I mean, not just vaccinations, but any topic and, and people are making a ton of money off of, um, you know, going on tangents about how they feel about, um, a news event or a certain topic. How do you... How do you realize that, how do you get out of your own way, I guess, of, of that desire to, to seek out um, your own opinion and validate your own opinion and really step back and say, wait, am I, am I getting the right information? Yeah, <laughs> I think we all have to be open, open to, no, first of all, is being mindful of what you believe. I think being really clear about that, of what your position is. And some of that comes from conversation. Some of that comes from doing your own self-reflection and almost playing a little bit of devil's advocate with yourself of what is the other position and trying to step into that shoes and understanding why do they believe what they believe? It's so different from what I believe. And what are some of the reasons that, um, that their beliefs are very different? You know, whenever we're having a conversation about this, I think the first foremost, if you're talking with someone who has a different opinion, is to focus first on what you agree on. So for example, my guess is probably if you hold very different opinions from each other, what you agree on is you want everybody to be safe. You want your family to get along. You want everybody to, you know, have a, have a, peaceful holiday. Those are the points that you agree on. And sometimes when we focus more on what we agree on versus what we disagree on, we're surprised that there's a lot that we have in common. And there are certain things that may differ and that's okay. And I think one of not being surprised when somebody brings up an opinion that's very different than ours and also being okay with that. And that's really a challenge. That is tough because it doesn't invalidate our beliefs. It just means that somebody holds some very different and it's not right or wrong. It's just different. And I've seen this happen. I mean, we had some very um, divisive political times, especially with the past election. Then now we've seen um, COVID-19 really draw some divides between people, now vaccinations. And then also, it. I, I mean, this is kind of bringing in something else, but like the school board, cultural wars that are, are happening within our schools. It has, um, I've noticed some very tense conversations happen among friends and then it's affected relationships. Yeah. How do we make sure? I, it just breaks my heart when I think of people who, who might not be speaking as much as they used to uh, because of a political issue or you know, families divided over vaccinations, not getting vaccinated. How do you make sure that something like this doesn't sink so deep in 
that you're, you're affecting a, a good friendship or a family relationship. I've actually seen this happen a lot over the past couple of weeks. I was working with a, a mother and she had an intense conflict with her son who was an adult son. She did not believe in vaccinations. He did. And finally he came to her and said, mom, I can't talk about this anymore. I don't want to talk about it. And so it, it, it caused such conflict that they agreed we're not doing holidays. We're not going to see each other. And so we've worked a lot on, you know, how do you, how do you make sure that this going forward does not damage the relationship. Research has also shown that in couples, about 40% of couples have indicated some kind of tension around this conversation. So it is trickling down. It is affecting parent-child, couples, friendships, and we don't, we don't really want it to ru ruin those friendships. So number one is location, location, location. Make sure that when you have this conversation, it's the right place and the right time. Nothing can derail a conversation of, you know, um, having it in a place that it's difficult to really be open and talking about it. So think about and choose really carefully where you have these conversations. And recognizing that people can disagree and still be friends, that, that is personally okay. Sometimes, you know, in extreme cases, this may make you question the friendship of, do we really believe similar things? And it's interesting how until something really brings it to the surface, you may not be aware of what people truly believe. It's okay to let go of a relationship if it is not, you know, if there's too much conflict. But I think there's ways that we, in which we can avoid it. We don't want this to ruin relationships. And having really healthy dialogue about it can be really important. We have the holidays coming up <laughs> and it's going to, it's going to come up in, in conversation amongst families. So, you know, maybe having um, some set points, if, if it does come up and it is something that you want to talk about being really clear before you meet with people about your expectations and your boundaries. If you have some very specific needs, I always say, make sure you text things out because that helps to reduce the miscommunication that happens, you know, making sure that you text everybody who is going to be present for the holidays. If you require masks, making sure everybody is on the same page about that. Um, just being really clear can do a lot for making sure that these relationships don't get damaged over the holidays. Yeah. It's so interesting because um, just, I, I think of a, a really good friend of mine, every time I've spoken with her, the conversation, she brings up these very controversial topics. And I'm like, why can't we just talk about, you know, what we did over the weekend? You know, I want to avoid it. She obviously wants to talk about it. And so do you set that boundary ahead of time? Like, let's say you and a friend are going out for a coffee or going out for a walk. Do you say, hey, you know what? Let's not talk anything politics. Let's not talk anything controversial. Let's talk about you know, how our marriages are doing and how, you know, our, our homes are being decorated for the holidays. Do you say something to keep it light or do you think that offends people? Oh, I think it's perfectly okay to set that boundary, to be very clear. If it's something that you do not feel comfortable talking about, making that really clear upfront instead of tiptoeing into the issue. And then all of a sudden now you have to deal with it. So setting that expectation before you have the conversation is okay. You can also have some strategies for diverting. If someone 
you know, if you do not feel comfortable talking about it, you can have some other topics, have a list of topics that you can divert to if this should, if this should happen. It's also important to watch people's body language. Their body language gives you a lot of clues about how they feel. You know, if they lean in and they're excited to talk about this, or if they recoil, or if they um, look away, it gives you a lot of information. Is it okay to go there or not? So we really have to be sensitive to really reading how other people are responding to those kind of questions. And you and I were talking before I even hit record. I think now we're in, we're in a hard time. A certain age group is in a hard time. We're, we're feeling like this is doomsday that our country is so divided. But this isn't anything that we haven't survived before. That's true. I was studying with my son who's 11. He's in the fifth grade. And just last night, we were talking about the, revo the American Revolution. And it was interesting that in the American Revolution, we had just as much conflict as we have today. We forget that our country was founded on conflict, right. you know, that there were many strong opinions and we are better off for it in that people had some divided um, um, feelings and they really acted on that. And when you look at, you know, some of the, the conflicts and battles, wow. I mean, it, it does bring up some reminiscence of today that we have a lot of topics that are difficult and even more recent ones about there's, there's been conflicting feelings about seatbelts and smoking and, you know, all kinds of issues, not just, not just the coronavirus and masks and vaccinations, but throughout history, we can look at different events and identify that we, as Americans, we have some strong opinions and that's okay. And that's right. what founded our country. And a lot of our, uh, our constitution is focused on that. We have freedom of speech to say what we want to say. So I guess in some ways we have to welcome that of that. That's part of what makes us who we are. Right. And people survived with friendships and relationships and, you know, we've all grown because of it. So it, I think it's just, it's good to keep in mind that these are phases that we are going through as families, as a country, however you want to frame it. And it's not going, the world is not ending. No. And universities yeah. have even embraced it. They've really used this as a top opportunity to encourage students, not about what to think, but how to think. So it's been really in, in educational settings an exercise in helping people to think through these really tough topics and not, again, not telling them what to think, but how to think about it. And that's gonna really serve kids in a very powerful way. So if you're a parent, you know, it, it, it would be an, it's an interesting exercise to ask your children, what is their opinion? What do they think about it? What kind of messages are they getting? Again, being really curious, not critical, but opening up to asking a lot of questions is really the key and the heart of this conversation. Dr. Susan Elbers, thank you so much. This is such a great reference guide to having these tough conversations. It's better to be prepared heading into a lot of you know holiday parties and, and family parties and everything else that, that we have going on. So I appreciate your time and your expertise. Thank you very much. Yes, I, I hope everybody has a very happy holiday and has some good conversations and productive conversations. Right. And thanks to all of you for tuning into the Mom Squad Pod. We'll see you right back here next time.
Thanks for listening to Mom Squad Pod with Maureen Kyle from WKYC Studios. Subscribe now so you never miss an update. And find more on everything you heard here on WKYC.com and on the WKYC app.